time for Dodger Talk. Are you ready for the brand new thing? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit TanklessMadeSimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. Welcome in to Off Night Dodger Talk here on AM570 LA Sports. Tim Cates with you here until 8 o'clock tonight. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to Pesho some money. What a fun four hours they had just now at the Chargers golf tournament. We turn from Chargers football to Dodgers baseball. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. A much-deserved off night for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who didn't have it completely off today. They did have to. In the last four days at Dodgers Stadium, we saw the two best teams go at it. And keep in mind, the Dodgers were without Clayton Kershaw during these four games, and he has been off to a great start before his injury. And more on Clayton Kershaw in a few minutes. The Dodgers got outstanding pitching performances from Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin, two guys who have really raised their hand because of injuries, because of necessity, this first half of the season, this first third of the season. That's right. We have hit the one-third mark of this 162-game season. The Dodgers have officially played 54 games. The Dodgers are 35-19, and one-third of the way through this season, and they have one of the best records in all of baseball. Pretty impressive to think what has transpired over the first third of this season. I mean, you look at what's happened with the injuries. You look at what happened to start the season. The slow start by Mookie Betts couldn't hit the first two weeks of the season. Said he tried everything. Cody Bellinger, a National League Player of the Week, mixed in there. Injuries to Max Muncy, who just cannot figure it out at the plate and is currently on the IL. A rotation with Julio Urias, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, an unknown in Andrew Heaney, and Tony Gonsolin, who they didn't have so much trust in, they brought in Tyler Anderson to piggyback him as a guy to follow him in case he couldn't go very long after a start. And one-third of the way through the season, Clayton Kershaw's been good, but been hurt the last few weeks. Julio Urias, record-wise, not great. The last couple of starts haven't been great, but started off okay. Walker Bueller. The last three or four starts have been, well, not what we're used to seeing from Walker Bueller as far as his command and his dominance on the mound. It's been Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin carrying the rotation for this Los Angeles Dodgers team. It's been Mookie Betts catching fire the last six weeks for this Dodgers team. It's been various players throughout the lineup having stretches, helping this offense, whether it's the bottom of the lineup, the middle of the lineup, the top of the lineup, which has been rock solid with Mookie Betts, 
Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner. You mix in Gavin Lux, who had a great start to the season and still is playing really well, hitting 261. Edwin Rios, before his injury, a nice, pleasant surprise. Hanzo Alberto has been a nice addition to this Dodgers team. Justin Turner, red turn two, has caught fire in May and early June. Been different guys, different nights. The consistency, though, of one, two, and three in the Dodger lineup. And whether this, where would this Dodger team be without Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin? One-third of the way through the season, this Dodgers team, offensively, has pretty much been what we thought it would be. Really good, scoring in bunches. Guys passing the baton, big innings. I don't think anybody thought Mookie Betts, though, would be tied for the most home runs of the National League with 16 one-third of the way through the season. I don't think anybody would have thought that at all. Trey Turner hit nearly 300, top five in baseball and ribbies, third of the National League in stolen bases. David Vasse has dubbed him everyday Trey, and he has certainly been that. Freddie Freeman playing every day as well, not getting a rest. A third of the way through this season, this Dodgers team has been everything I thought it would be offensively over the course of it, the long haul of one of a, a third of the season so far through 54 games. There's ups, there's downs, certainly. There's streaks. There's 26-game hitting streak from Trey Turner. There's down uh, turns for guys who go through slumps, certainly. But over the course of 54 games, Hard to argue with what the Dodgers have done offensively with Mookie Betts hitting over 300, 16 ribbies, an OPS that's through the roof, Freddie Freeman being Mr. Consistent, you know, the ups and downs of Cody Bellinger. With that being said, look at where the rest of baseball in this division is in the National League West. The Padres, two games back, we sort of thought they'd be better than they were a year ago. And the third away through the season, yeah, going into tonight, only two games back. The Giants, well, last year they were really good, and the Dodgers could not catch them over the course of 162 games. Right now the Giants sitting in third place in the division, five and a half games back. The Diamondbacks and Rockies, remember that start the Rockies got off to, taking two or three from the Dodgers? They couldn't lose. And the Diamondbacks won a series against the Dodgers, and the Dodgers saw the Diamondbacks and Rockies over 500 and best division in baseball just two weeks ago. Again, baseball finds a funny way of evening itself out. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. Because as we're one-third of the way through the season, Dodgers fans, the Dodgers are the best team in the West. Padres right behind them. Giants kind of in the middle. And the Diamondbacks and Rockies, a third of the way through the season, are back under 500. And for the Rockies, they've lost four in a row, seven of ten, they're 12 games back in the division and not very good. Yeah, they started off hot, but 162 games, you sort of figure out what you are and the averages play out. And right now, the Colorado Rockies are proven to be what they are, a below average team in the division. With that being said, this Dodgers team, where would they be without Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin? Combined 13-0 on this season. Tony Gonsolin, a 159 ERA. 
I don't need to remind you the All-Star game is here at Dodger Stadium in July. We're six weeks away from the All-Star break. Home Run Derby is six weeks from today. The All-Star game is six weeks from tomorrow at Dodger Stadium. All eyes in the baseball world will be on Los Angeles. Leading up to it, the weekend of, the draft, the Home Run Derby, and the game itself at Dodger Stadium. Voting for the All-Star game. It's going to be up to you, the fans, to vote the starters in. And Dodger fans, you have some guys on your team who may not be All-Stars a year ago, may not have been an All-Star in your mind going into this season, but gosh darn it, they have had All-Star seasons already here in 2022. A third of the way through the season, you bet Tyler Anderson better be an All-Star for the Los Angeles Dodgers. You bet Tony Gonsolin better be an All-Star for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Catman, number 26, wearing Dodger home white, better be along that third base line when they introduce the All-Stars at Dodger Stadium. And Todd Lights gets on that mic and announces the All-Star. And Joe Davis is calling the game on Fox. Tyler Anderson... And Tony Gonsolin are a combined 13-0 and and have carried this Dodgers rotation. They better be all-stars. As far as the position player, Dodger fans, would you agree Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, should be voted in as all-stars? 866-987-2570. The pitchers are selected by the players and the coaches. But the starters, you have a vote. Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, they should be all-stars. Am I missing anybody? 866-987-2570. You don't get extra representation just because you're hosting the all-star game. It's not how it works. But based on the first third of the season, and we've got six weeks to go before the all-star game, you know, assuming Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin keep up what they're doing, for the next, what, four starts they're going to get? Five starts? They're all-stars. And pretty soon, you're going to be able to go to MLB.com. You're going to be able to go to Dodgers.com. And we'll have a link for you on AM570LASports.com. And we'll put it out on all the social media outlets on AM570LA Sports, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Or you can go and vote for the Dodgers, for the All-Star game. But if Mookie Betts is not an All-Star, if Trey Turner is not an All-Star, if Tyler Anderson, if his peers don't vote him in and the coaching staffs don't select him, Tony Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson have absolutely been fantastic and are deserving of All-Star bids. It's, It's sometimes caught up in the voting process, a popularity contest. It is. It's that way with anything. If you're voting for uh, all league, all CIF, here locally in the high school level, if you're voting for all conference, if you're voting for all Pac-12, if you're voting for whatever award, it it gets political, right? It does. That's just how it is. If you're voting for all-star teams, an under-all-star team, it's all political. 
It's just the way it is. Sometimes it turns into a, a popularity contest. Major cities get more than others as far as voting is concerned. But in this case, I think the peers, the coaches, will will see this Dodgers team loaded with all-stars, right? Loaded with guys who have been to all-star games, who are future Hall of Famers, Clayton Kershaw, guys who have been there before, Craig Kimbrell, Justin Turner, Freddie Freeman. Maybe he deserves to be an all-star. But I hope Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin have opened the eyes of the players and coaches around baseball. So far, what they've done, 7-0 for Tyler Anderson, 6-0 for Tony Gonsolin, a 159 ERA. These two guys aren't Bueller, Urias, and Kershaw. They're not winning World Series, getting the final out like a Julio Urias, not winning 20 games like a year ago. Again, Tyler Anderson was brought in to piggyback Tony Gonsolin. The two of them were were starting the season as a combo at the end of the Dodger rotation. Andrew Heaney was the fourth starter, and he's close to coming back. But Tony Gonsolin on his own, Tyler Anderson on his own, they're 13-0 on the season. And they should be all-stars when that all-star game is here in Los Angeles in six weeks. As far as voting is concerned, am I missing anybody besides Mookie Betts and Trey Turner? Is Will Smith having an all-star season? Is Freddie Freeman having an all-star season? Now, the numbers are okay for Freddie Freeman. At this point, I just want to load up on as many Dodgers as possible on this all-star team as far as starters, and the fans can vote them in. That would be fantastic to have the fans load up, get as many Dodgers as possible in to the All-Star game. Freddie Freeman, you know, at that point, let's make it a popularity contest. Let's let's fill the boxes, as they say. Let's vote. And let's get as many Dodgers into the All-Star game as possible. Certainly Mookie's numbers, reputation, name, speak for themselves. And based on the kind of season he's having, should be a no-brainer. Trey Turner, again, one of the superstars in baseball. Even though the numbers aren't ridiculous for Freddie Freeman, just Mr. Consistent Freddie Freeman. You know, uh, who's to say Justin Turner doesn't keep going at the pace he's at and getting hotter and hotter and more productive and getting those power numbers up over the next six weeks? He doesn't get in either as a selection from the fans or, you know, voted or, or selected by his peers. Plenty of time for guys to solidify their cases or help their cases to the All-Star game. And I know they're not looking for that. They will, That's just, you know, uh, something that's great and recognized as far as the, mid-se- the mid-season classic. But if that's, if that's what it is, the mid-season classic, and you honor the guys who are having stats-wise great seasons, guys who maybe individually are tearing the cover off the ball or just dominating on the mound, and maybe they're doing it in their first year. Maybe they're doing it in a season and having a breakout year. Maybe they're a guy who's doing it for a third, fourth, or fifth straight year and are, you know, uh, yearly all-stars and big-name players in baseball that you know and people buy their jersey every time. But if a guy like Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson, not household names, not superstars, 
But darn it, guys having great starts to this season and deserve to be all-stars. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Wanted to get into something else before we take a break and, and get your phone calls. Come up again in about 20, 25 minutes. I'll get you a farm report. The latest on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects. But yesterday opened up my eyes, and maybe it opened up your eyes too, to the Dodgers' bullpen and where it currently sits a third of the way through the season. And be honest with you, Dodger fans, I didn't realize it was a third of the way through the season until I did the math. 35 and 19, 54, 54 times. We're a third of the way through the season. Unbelievable. But you look at this Dodgers' bullpen and the amount of innings that are starting to rack up for guys like Daniel Hudson, Alex Vesia, Justin Brule, Evan Phillips, Bruce Dark Gratterall, Craig Kimbrell. You know, he needs to fix, admittedly, he's working on his mechanics. He's had some issues. You're starting to see the Dodgers go to the bullpen an awful lot. One, out of necessity, and two, they got a lot of arms down there, but they also got a lot of arms that are banged up. Blake Trinan, gone. Tommy Canley, who they figured would come in in 2022 and help out this Dodgers bullpen, injured again. Where's Dustin May? Danny Duffy, at some point, is expected to join this team. Will he? Caleb Ferguson's coming back from Tommy John surgery. Don't want to overload him too much. We're seeing him used every couple of days out of the bullpen. He was used yesterday for two-thirds of an inning. Struck out a batter, hit a batter, threw 18 pitches. But the the innings are starting to count up for Bruce Dar Gratterall, Alex Vesia, Daniel Hudson, and just doing a little digging, Bruce Dar Gratterall is now at 24 and a third innings. Last year, he was at 33 and a third innings for the entire year. Alex Vesia. Last year's in the major leagues, 40 innings. This year, he's already at almost 17. Evan Phillips, last year between the majors and the minors, had a good chunk of innings. About 39 and two-third innings. He's already at 22 and two-thirds. Daniel Hudson, two-time Tommy John surgery uh, recipient back in 2012. Bounced around. He's got a lot of innings underneath that belt again. Daniel Hudson's at 18 and third innings. All of last year, 19 innings. Again, battled some injuries with San Diego. Justin Brule, 14 and third innings. Last year, between the minor leagues and the major leagues, 55 innings. So he's doing okay. But a third of the way through the season, and you're seeing the innings starting to rack up for these Dodger relievers. And over the last 30 days, where the Dodgers played every single day, including a doubleheader, 31 games in 30 days. The Dodgers yesterday got to the end of that road, and the bullpen, I think, kind of just exhaled and is exhausted. Evan Phillips, Caleb Ferguson, but in particular, Bruce Dark Gratterall, who pitched in three of the four games against the Mets yesterday, an inning, gave up three runs on two hits, struck out one, and threw 26 pitches. This, the day after he gave up three-run home run to Pete Alonzo in a loss to the Mets. Something to keep an eye on, the amount of usage to this Dodgers bullpen. And we're a third of the way through the season, 
This is something to be concerned about. 866-987-257. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll get to a farm report. Thanks for being with us on this Monday night. Tim Cates, Ronnie Fascio, and you. As the Dodgers are off, they're in Chicago tomorrow to kick off a three-game series against the White Sox. Interleague play on the south side of Chicago. First pitch at 510. Your phone calls when we come back on your home of the Dodgers and 570 LA Sports. is Dodger Talk on your home of the world champion Dodgers. Follow us on Instagram at AM570LA Sports for more Dodger content. The home of the Dodger. AM570LA Sports. It's off night Dodger Talk on this Monday evening as the Dodgers fly into Chicago. They'll start a six-game road trip tomorrow. The three-game series against the White Sox. Mitch White scheduled to get the start in the series opener. 5-10 first pitch. While we'll Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck starting at 4 o'clock. That means Petro some money. will be flexed back starting at 2 tomorrow afternoon. Hope to see everybody out at the Petro some money summer tour on Friday afternoon at the San Pedro Elks Lodge from 3 until 6 o'clock. I'll be doing Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck from there from 6 until 7 leading up to the Dodgers and Giants, start of that series up in San Francisco. 866-987-2570 is our number coming up. A farm report, that's in about 15 minutes, the latest on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects from Diego Cartaya, the number one prospect, all the way down to 19-year-old Maddox Bruns, the first-round pick a year ago for the Dodgers, who is in Rancho Cucamonga. Real quick before we get to your calls, yesterday in Rancho Cucamonga, Clayton Kershaw. Sure, Maddox Bruns had a chance to check him out, maybe observe a little bit from the great Clayton Kershaw, who made a minor league rehab start for the Quakes. Kershaw went four innings through 59 pitches, gave up one run, a home run, a solo shot, three hits total, six strikeouts for Clayton Kershaw. He was scheduled to go three and then go down to the bullpen and throw another one for a fourth inning, but he ended up going four innings last night uh, in Rancho Cucamonga, pitched well afterwards, told the media he felt good, and assuming everything checks out over the next couple of days, Clayton Kershaw, as Dave Roberts said after the Dodger game yesterday, his next start will be in a Dodger uniform, and that will be this weekend in San Francisco, most likely Friday or Saturday when the Dodgers head to AT&T Park or whatever it's called now in San Francisco for that series against Gabe Kapler and the Giants. So that is good news. The Dodgers getting Clayton Kershaw back. Andrew Heaney is soon to be coming back as well. And that'll bring up an interesting dilemma for the Dodgers. I don't want to call it a problem, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Dodgers decide to do when they get everybody back healthy in the rotation. Clayton Kershaw this weekend in San Francisco. Andrew Heaney, maybe a week or so behind that, maybe two weeks, depending on how he's progressing, coming back from his soreness in his elbow. What do the Dodgers do with the rotation? I I would be shocked if they didn't go to a six-man rotation just to give guys extra days of rest because they just went through this grueling 31 games in 30 days, keep guys fresh, keep guys from suffering from injuries, and hopefully lengthen them out a lot a little bit with an extra day of rest so they can go deeper into games and be fresher when they go out there and get the start. 
But if you're Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson and you're undefeated and combined 13-0, and 0, hard to go to those guys and say, hey, appreciate what you've done, but you're a reliever again. Appreciate what you've done, but, you know, you're going to be a piggyback guy, you know, uh, going, coming in after a Tony Gonsolin again, Tyler Anderson. It's going to be an interesting dilemma for this Dodgers coaching staff, Mark Pryor, the pitching coach, and Dave Roberts, the manager, to see what they do with this rotation once everybody again comes back healthy in the next weeks here. Andrew Heaney in a few weeks and Clayton Kershaw this weekend. All right, let's go out to the phones. Abraham and Gardena, start us off. Abraham, how are you doing? My man, hey, what's going on, Timmy? What's going on, Abraham? How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. Uh, hey, man, that was a good, interesting uh, report you did about the uh, bullpen. And I appreciate that, man. Yeah, just something to keep in mind, right? I mean, we're a third of the way through the season. And it feels like we're seeing an awful lot of Daniel Hudson and Bruce Dargaraderall and Alex Vesey. You're right, you're right. You know, these guys don't have rubber arms down there. You, you, you play 162. And you look at their numbers and where they've gone, you know, as career highs, where they've gone the last couple of years, and they're, tra- they're trending it, high right now. They're trending above average. Yeah, I get it, man. And, um, yeah, we're going to need those arms, but uh, the Dodgers always find a way to get these arms going or whatever late in the year. But uh, my question was, uh, who do you think is going to be in the home run derby? I got some names that I, I would love to watch in the All home right. run derby. Yeah, like, let's hear it. For, let's hear to what... represent the Dodgers, I, okay. I mean, my man, my main man, CT3, man, mm. Chris Taylor. Um, and then my next guy, obviously, Austin Barnes. And uh, what is there a possibility? You think Freeman will want to get in the mix? Bellinger, mm. um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I could keep going, but look, another guy I want to throw out there is this Hazer Alberto dude. This guy's been he's been you know, fun. Who knows? He's had a lot of it spice. Would be fun to, to watch team. out there, I think. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it, Abraham. I appreciate the phone call. Um, I don't think CT three is a, a home run derby guy. Unfortunately, I don't think Austin Barnes is a home run derby guy. I mean. Think about who the top guys are to participate in home run derby. And the two top teams, excuse me, the two top names, Aaron Judge, all rise for Aaron Judge of the Yankees, and Pete Alonzo of the New York Mets. We just saw him over the weekend do what he does, and that's just hit home runs. I mean, he hit him to left field. He hit him to right field. He hit him one-handed to right field. I mean, the guy's a home run monster and laughed after the game Saturday night when he said, are you going to be in the home run derby? And he said, well, they, nobody's asked me yet, but... You know, I certainly wouldn't mind hitting them here. So you keep in mind, Pete Alonzo, Aaron Judge, two guys who would be fantastic in a home run derby. Bryce Harper, are you kidding me? Bryce Harper and a chance to hit it out of Dodger Stadium would be fantastic. Those three names right there. Does Austin Barnes go into that category as a home run derby guy with those three names? Yeah, I don't think so. I know Mookie Betts has got 16 home runs on this season, but is Mookie Betts going to be in the home run derby at Dodger Stadium? I don't know. Jordan Alvarez, he'd be fun, right? The Houston Astros big man who used to be in the Dodgers minor leagues, by the way. He was in, like, the Dominican Dodger camp, and they traded him away. But, I mean, he was a long way away from the major leagues at the point. But Jordan Alvarez is an absolute monster, that left-handed bat. He'd be fun in a home run derby. You know, I, I don't know who – Mike Trout? He'd be fantastic. How about this name for you, Dodger fans at Home Run Derby? Jock Peterson. Jock, Jock, Jock. 
with his 12 home runs. He's cooled off a little bit. Vlad Guerrero Jr., oh, yeah, absolutely. Giancarlo, formerly Mike Stanton, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Shohei Otani, absolutely, Ronnie. Oh, my gosh, how did I think of him? He'd be fantastic in the home run derby. So, yeah, you throw out these names that we were just throwing out, I'm not sure Austin Barnes fits into the category of a Shohei Otani or an Aaron Judge, a Jordan Alvarez, or a Mike Trout, or a Bryce Harper, or even a Jock Peterson. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Jorge Hisler, guy can crush it. Juan Soto? Are you kidding me? Hot weather at Dodger Stadium in July, home run derby, about 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock with the shadows there, which don't really matter because it's the BP guy throwing. But still, the hot air, that ball's going to be flying out of Dodger Stadium. Prop bets galore, absolutely. That home run derby is going to be unbelievable six weeks from today out at Dodger Stadium. The All-Star Game is six weeks from tomorrow out at Dodger Stadium. All right, we go to Sebastian in Irvine is next up. Sebastian, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, Tim Case? How's it going? Fantastic. What's going on? So as far as the pitching situation, mm-hmm. I mean, um, I feel like we just got to kind of address the obvious, you know. Julio hasn't been that great, but, you know, he really hasn't gotten that much run support. It's really been Walker Bueller, you know, kind of the ace this year that has kind of been getting shelled game after game after game. And with getting Heaney and um, Clayton Kershaw back from from minor leagues, and the report seems good with them, I I feel like Walker Bueller might need to spend uh, maybe a couple games um, in the minor leagues, that might actually do him well. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big Walker Bueller fan. I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not trying to go against him or anything. Sure. But at, at this point, it kind of, it kind of seems like he really needs it, you know. And there's no guarantee that Heaney and Kershaw are going to come back and just be stellar. But to to put Tyler Anderson back at a reliever that or Goslin or anything, that there's there's no way that's ever going to happen. They've this team is winning because of them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for taking my call. All right, appreciate it, Sebastian. A couple of things. Walker Buehler is coming off a year last year. Career high in starts, career high in innings pitched. Certainly was fantastic for the Dodgers last year at 16-4. and four. Same for Julio Arias. High in innings, high in starts, 20-game winner. You know what kind of season Julio Arias had last year and should have been more in contention for the Cy Young Award. With that being said... Maybe these guys do need a little bit of a break. And, again, a six-man rotation, lengthening out the starts, it's not a bad thing to do for the Dodgers in this rotation. Also, when these Dodger rotation gets healthy, Andrew Heaney, Clayton Kershaw coming back, you know, Walker Bueller, uh, a skip of a two or the rotation, Julio Urias, maybe a, a skip or two of him in the rotation. It's it's not the worst thing in the world, Dodger fans. I know you don't want to see it and – you don't want to hear it, but maybe a little downtime to to recalibrate, as they say, to get right, to, to just, you know, reset your season, get healthy 100%, as close to if that, with your arm, your body, and just, you know, come back after a skip start or two skip starts in the rotation. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it happens all the time in baseball. Guys get a little, what they call inflammation in the elbow soreness in the shoulder. Hey, they got a dead arm. They reach a point where they just need to shut it down for a week. 
They just can't throw every day, all day, every year. I mean, you got to rest for a little bit. So if that's the case, and Bueller and Urias, who have been healthy in the rotation from the start of the season, 11 starts already, you know, maybe it's maybe it's a good thing they, they shut it down for a start or two, skipping the rotation once or twice around and get these guys right for the second half of the season, getting ready for October because there's no doubt these guys are good. They haven't just lost it. You know, Walker Buehler's had some some iffy starts. He's still 6-2. and two. But, you know, coming off his shortest outing of the year, before that, gave up four runs. You know, in the last five starts, he has given up 19 runs in his last five starts. Wow, is that right? 19 innings? Or wait, 19 runs? Nine, seven, no, more than that. 10, seven, yeah, 19. He's given up 19 runs in his last five starts. Maybe it's time when they get healthy for this Dodgers team to to give them a little breather. All right, let's go to Louie in Riverside. Louis, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you today? Doing good, thanks. What's on your mind? Well, you know what? I think uh, catching has to have something to do with it, too, you know? I mean, uh, you know, Kershaw has uh, Barnes. You know, he has Barnes catching for him. I'm, I'm, I was thinking, you know, Urias uh, should have Barnes, too. Hmm. Um, them days that Barnes is catching, uh, I think Will Smith could be like the DH, uh, the DH, you know? Yeah, I mean, we've seen Will Smith DH a little bit, and I appreciate the phone call. Um, Austin Barnes, certainly a really good defensive catcher. We've seen what his back can do, early home runs to the season. We've had a caller earlier say he should be in the home run derby. Mike in L.A., you're next up here on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Mike? Yeah, yeah how you doing? Listen, uh, he, he kind of stole my thunder there, but, you know, as an ex-player, let me tell you, it's not only the pitcher – Sure, he can he can shake off, but you let me tell you. I don't know if you guys have really closely watched Will Smith. He's not ready. This guy's not ready to be an A class. They're overrating this kid. And it, number one, he he doesn't catch the ball well. He doesn't block the ball well. And he's really his pitch his pitch calling is not there yet. Okay, it may be one day, but it isn't. And this is a problem when you see pitchers that don't throw their normal uh, either. Their, their speed, their break, whatever it may be, their, their, their sequence is off. Something is off. It's, it's a sequence that pitches. It's a rhythm. And if your catcher is not calling a game properly, mm-hmm. you got a problem. they got a problem. They're, they're, it's uneasy. Do you understand? It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a real small thing, but not so real small. It's actually very large. I understand. I don't think that's the problem, though, with Julio Arias and Walker Bueller. I don't think it's the catching. I don't think it's the sequencing that is the issue. Because guys are, are hitting them. And they're not hitting Tyler Anderson. They're not hitting Tony Gonsolin. So... I don't think things are drastically changing uh, between pitchers with the different catchers behind the plate. So I don't think necessarily that's the case, but I appreciate the phone call. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll try to get to some more phone calls if we can. We got a farm report when we come back. The Dodgers, stars of tomorrow, how they're doing today in the minor leagues. Tim Cates, Ronnie Fazio, and you. Thanks for being with us. Dodger Talk on this Monday night here on AM570 Light Sports. is Dodger Talk on your home of the world champion Dodgers. Follow us on Instagram at AM570LA Sports for more Dodger content. The home of the Dodgers. AM570LA Sports.
Off Night Dodger Talk continues here on AM570 LA Sports. Tim Cates with you here till the top of the hour. Thanks for being with us. Dodgers off today. They're heading to Chicago. They are there. They'll take on the White Sox beginning tomorrow. A three-game series. Mitch White will get the start in the opener. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 4 o'clock. First pitch from Chicago is at 5.10. The Dodgers then head to San Francisco for a three-game weekend set. We gave you the news earlier about Clayton Kershaw. The four innings in his minor league rehab assignment yesterday with the Quakes in Rancho Cucamonga. Dave Roberts after the game yesterday at Dodger Stadium saying that Clayton Kershaw's next start will be with the Dodgers. So looking at the schedule, that means looking in San Francisco this weekend for Clayton Kershaw to make his return off the injured list. So that is certainly good news. The Dodgers starting to get healthy now a third of the way through this season. All right. It's time now to go down on the farm and get you an update on the Dodgers minor league prospects. We'll start off with the number one overall prospect in the Dodgers minor league system, 20-year-old Venezuelan catcher Diego Cartaya. 33 games at Rancho Cucamonga, a 260 average, nine home runs, nine doubles, 31 ribbies, an OPS of 955. He was so good a week ago, he was promoted to high A ball. The Great Lakes Loons, four games with the Loons, and already he's gone deep. Here's Cartaya. First pitch is drilled. Deep left field, kiss it goodbye. Diego Cartaya, the number one prospect. Deep for the first time in high A. A two-run blast in the third inning that pulls the Loons within three tonight. 388 feet. Smoked it at 107 off the bat. Loons Radio Network with the call. Four games in, 417 average, the home run. Two doubles and three ribbies. Bobby Miller, the 23-year-old former first-round pick back in 2020. He's in double-A Tulsa. Bobby Miller, nine starts, two and one record, a 438 ERA, 37 innings so far, 40 strikeouts. Miguel Vargas, the 22-year-old third baseman out of Cuba. He is in triple-A Oklahoma City. 52 games, hitting near 300, 10 doubles, eight home runs, 34 ribbies and an OPS of 873. Do not be surprised if Miguel Vargas at some point this season is called up to the Dodgers. Michael Bush, the 24-year-old second baseman. He was a first-round pick back in 2019. Remember, no minor league season in 2020. Had a slow start last year because of some injuries. Got hot in September when the season ended. 31 games at Double A Tulsa so far. Michael Bush, a 306 average, 11 home runs, 29 ribbies, 24 walks. He was so good, Michael Bush promoted to AAA Oklahoma City. That's right. He's one step away now from the major leagues. Bush, 16 games in Oklahoma City. Little slow start in the transition. 203 average, four doubles, a couple of home runs, and 10 RBI. Andy Pajes, the 21-year-old outfielder out of Cuba, tearing it up in double-A Tulsa. 2-2 pitch. Pajes high, fly ball to left field, and that one is way out of here. Onto the parking lot. Andy Pajes, a two-run home run that was 105 miles per hour off the bat, puts Tulsa within three here in the fifth inning. Yeah, and that pitch was hung, but I don't think it hit the parking lot, Chris. I think that hit City Hall. That ball was smoked. Pajes, one of his six home runs in 47 games, hitting 244, 13 doubles, the six home runs, 29 ribbies, and 806 OPS. 
Eddie Leonard, an infielder, outfielder, 21-year-old out of the Dominican Republic. He's in high A ball at Great Lakes, 50 games so far this year. 263 average, 16 doubles, 7 home runs, so he's sitting with power, 29 ribbies, and OPS of 824. Landon Knack, the 24-year-old right-handed pitcher for the Dodgers, a second-round pick two years ago. They like him a lot, one of their top 10 prospects, as is all these guys that we're talking about right now in the Farm Report. Knack, five starts, one and three record, 426 ERA, 19 total innings, 25 strikeouts, no home runs given up. Maddox Bruns, a 19-year-old left-handed pitcher at Rancho Cucamonga. That's right, I said he's 19 years old. He was the Dodgers' first-round pick out of high school last June. Nine starts, 0-1 with a fourth 43 ERA. 20 and a third innings total, 35 strikeouts. Maddox Bruns, last year's number one pick, right out there in Rancho Cucamonga with the Quakes. Jose Ramos, a 21-year-old right fielder from Panama. First 28 games this year in Rancho Cucamonga, really good. He was promoted already. Now 18 games in Great Lakes with the Loons. And he's struggling a little bit, a 224 average with 26 strikeouts. Jacob Amaya out of South Hills High School here in West Covina, the 23-year-old shortstop, 277 average, 10 doubles, 9 home runs, 26 ribbies, and a 934 OPS. Clayton Beater, a 23-year-old right-handed pitcher the Dodgers got in the 2020 draft. He was a second-round pick, one of their top 10 prospects, one of their top five pitching prospects. Clayton Beater, nine starts. 0-2 record with a 540 ERA. How about Yorbit Vivas? A 21-year-old second baseman from Venezuela also playing at high A ball with the Great Lakes Loons. Vivas 0 for 1 with a fly out to right center. A 1-0 pitch. Torches it a deep into the right field corner, hugging the line. It's gone. A two-run homer for Yorbit Vivas. He just Inside the foul pole, Loons take a 2-1 lead in the third. On Vivas's third home run of the season. Home run for Vivas. One of his nine home run for Vivas. He's got three on the year in 51 games for the Great Lakes Loons. 262 average, nine doubles, two triples, and the three home runs. So there you go, the farm report on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects from Diego Cartaya to Jacob Amaya to Yorbit Vivas from Oklahoma City to Tulsa to Great Lakes to Rancho Cucamonga the Dodgers top minor league prospects the stars of tomorrow how they're doing today in the minor league some of these names you'll see this season some you'll see next year some you'll see down the roads but certainly the Dodgers loaded in the minor leagues top to bottom different positions they've really loaded up on pitching and you're certainly seeing some of the middle infielders guys like Michael Bush and Jacob Amaya have great starts here to the 2022 season so there you go the farm report on this Thursday night that'll do it for Dodger talk tonight I appreciate you listening being with us tonight the Dodgers back at it tomorrow in Chicago against the White Sox thanks to Ronnie Fascio thanks to you for listening Dodgers on deck will start at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. First pitch at 510 with Mitch White scheduled to get the start for the Dodgers. Until then, have a great rest of your Monday nights. Jason Smith Show coming up next from Fox Sports Radio. So long, everybody. When you want Dodgers, the only home is AM 570 LA Sports.